Well, hello there, Revelation Wellness friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us for a new episode of Revving the Word. Today, we are joined by Katrina Canfield, who is coaching you through an endurance workout as she teaches on dealing with disappointment. Katrina is not only a former lead instructor here at Revelation Wellness, who we all love, but she also serves as our executive director of communications. You are in good hands today as Katrina helps explore what God says about handling disappointment while she coaches you through this dynamite workout. And speaking of dynamite workouts, we have a brand new mini challenge rolling out on October 10th, where together we're going to spend 21 days learning how to move our bodies in love. This free mini challenge is a training that isn't about getting six pack abs, but it's about being strong in heart, mind, and body. Each free RevWell TV workout is going to be led by a certified fitness professional. Katrina is one of them who knows the transformative power of God's word. And we promise you this, you will never be shamed or should on by one of our RevWell TV workouts. You will be trained to see your body as God does. That's what faith-based fitness is all about, and we take that seriously around here. You can swipe up on the show notes for the link to the workouts on our RevWell TV mini challenge, and if you aren't subscribed, you can get signed up today and start exploring our free library of faith-based fitness workouts in all the various styles, from seated exercises to high-intensity intervals. We have something for everyone at every fitness level. Swipe up to get started. And as always, we love the opportunity to bring you these episodes and build community together. We hope you enjoy this episode and the really good word that Katrina is going to bring us today. We'll see you soon in all the places. Peace. All right, we're starting the playlist in three, two, one. Here we go. Well, hello, friends. I am excited to be with you today to rev the word together. My name is Katrina Canfield, and this is my very first time to lead a revving the word workout. I hope we're both in for a treat today, you guys. So we are warming up here, whether you're walking, you're jogging, you're on a bike, you're putting away laundry, whatever it is, can you lift the corners of your mouth? Can you remind yourself that this is truly a get to? Think nice and long through your spine. Breathing in through your nose. And thanking God for the body that you have right now. So I am excited to be with you guys today. I get to serve as the executive director of communications with Rev, which is one of my greatest get-tos. And I've also been teaching Revelation Fitness classes in my local community for almost eight years now. Crazy. 
So as we do in Rev, we get to continue to train ourselves to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So as Elisa Keaton, our amazing leader, is on a much needed sabbatical, I got asked to step in and record one of these. And so I said yes to doing something that's a little, little out of my comfort zone, but it's gonna be good, you guys. <laughs> because really what we're doing is moving our bodies, listening to truth, and allowing God to transform our hearts today. So today is some endurance. And if I'm really honest, I don't really love endurance. I don't know about you, but sometimes intervals feels a little more manageable. These periods, periods of resting and working and you kind of have this, this time to look forward to when you can kind of stop and rest, where endurance is literally one foot in front of the other, getting comfortably uncomfortable, finding that place where we're challenging ourselves to stay in it even when we want to quit. But like I said, we are in this together and it's gonna be good. And if today, if you feel like you need to add in some efforts of work, some intervals, you are free, all right? You are free to listen to your body and move how God is calling you to move. So I'm proud of you for saying yes, for showing up. And I'm so glad we get to do this together. So keep that nice, long spine light on your feet. Now I'm on um, a spin bike. I'm always curious as to how people are moving when they're leading these, but I'm on my bike. I found a love for my bike. Years ago, I did not like cycling because it hurt my booty. But I got a big old grandma seat and that works just great for me. <laughs> Still a little bit comfortably uncomfortable, but it gets the job done. So keep moving, light on your toes, light on your feet, keeping the corners of your mouth lifted. So today we're gonna talk about disappointment. Disappointment. Now I'd love for you to raise your hand if you've never experienced disappointment. Anyone? I don't think there's any worry that someone fell off their bike or lost their balance because of raising their hand, because disappointment is something we all deal with, we all struggle with. And I'm walking through some really real, raw places in my own life surrounding disappointment that the Lord is literally just bringing to the surface. And so while I do not have it all figured out, <laughs> I know the one who does. We're going to dig into some scripture today about disappointment. Now, we're past the warm-up, okay? So maybe you pick up the pace a little bit. On a scale of 1 to 10, you probably want to be maybe a 5 to a 7 for endurance. So maybe a little bit more uncomfortable than you would prefer, but something you can maintain for the next 30 minutes or so, okay? 
slow and steady acts of faithfulness, one foot in front of the other. So God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for bodies that can move. We thank you that we can integrate our hearts, our souls, our minds, our spirits, our bodies as we work out. Will you just bring to light the words, the truth, the hope that we need today? Would you reveal those places that we need to repent, that we need to continue to work? God, ultimately, this is all for you and your goodness and your glory. And we are so thankful that we get to be here working it out together. Amen. So I actually, I purchased this spin bike so I could work on a little more endurance training. Running is, is hard for me. It's hard on my back. Um, I know we have a lot of runners who listen to Revving, um, Revving the Word, and that's amazing. But I encourage you, whatever you're doing today, it's good as you're listening to your body. And you'll probably hear me breathless a little bit. And I just want to, I want to encourage you. I know you can't see me, but I'm also a very, very profuse sweater. <laughs> so if you could see me, I'm already like glistening up here. So when you feel sweaty and gross and messy, just know, hey, Katrina is probably worse. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. So disappointment. Disappointment. A lot of emotion is wrapped up into that word, right? So I did a little research on what what is disappointment because we all experience, we all feel it, big, small, everywhere in between. Sometimes I feel like in my own life, I'm just managing little disappointments that come up. So this comes from psychology today. It says, as an emotion, researchers describe disappointment as a form of sadness, a feeling of loss, an uncomfortable space or a painful gap between our expectations and reality. When we believe that there's something we must have to be happy and fulfilled, we can set ourselves up for disappointment. So it's that painful gap between our expectations and reality. Ouch, right? <laughs> expectations. And when our expectations aren't fulfilled, we set ourselves up for disappointment. Anyone else? Expectations. Man. The definition of disappointment is the feeling of sadness or displeasure caused by the defeat of one's hopes or expectations. Defeat of our hopes and expectations. Man, how often do I allow my expectations or how I think things should go to defeat me when it doesn't go that way? I want you to think about Maybe something very real, a disappointment you're walking through right now. How does that make you feel? What emotions does it bring up? 
man, I told you I am working through some really weighty personal things that kind of came out of nowhere, but that have revealed to me my own expectations and the disappointment that continues to come up because those aren't being met. You guys, as much as we we oftentimes like want one verse or one passage of scripture to tell us exactly what to do, right? When I'm disappointed, this is what I should do. And because I am not a theologian, theologian, or I don't have a seminary degree, what did I do when the Lord dropped this topic into my brain? I Googled scripture on disappointment, <laughs> as one does. Please tell me you do that too. And the good news is we get to dig into the living and active word of God that reveals his character and his promises to us. So really that's what I want to focus on today. Not a quick fix, not one verse that's going to say this is exactly what you do, but we're going to dig into the word to see what it says about God's character and his promises to us. Because oftentimes I like to make scripture about me, right? Like, how does this passage directly relate to me? And yes, we want to consume the word so we can go out and have an active faith. But really, God's word is about him. What does scripture tell me about God? How can I take my eyes off my finite situation and look to an infinite God? Ooh. And that, friends, it's hard. And that, friends, is faith. So how are you feeling right now? You should be getting into a place where between the warm-up and kind of the beginning of the workout, sometimes it's that, oh, you're just really trying to get into a flow, a pace, especially when it comes to endurance. If you're like me, you like to move on the beat. <laughs> Depending on what you're doing, that may or may not be possible, but just find a steady pace. And right now, lift your chin slightly. So if you're hunched down, your shoulders are coming forward, lift your chin, elongate your spine, lift the corners of your mouth. So, like, like all of you, I have dealt with lots and lots and lots of disappointments in life. But recently, like I said, I'm going to get honest, going to get vulnerable. I am working, literally working through this. And I've had one of those weeks where I'm not super emotional, I'm not a big crier but I just feel super tender with some things because God's working out some of my own stuff. <laughs> so as much as I'd love to come on this journey with you guys today as someone who has it all fi figured out, I don't. Just <laughs> take that as we're moving. We're going to talk about 
four ways to seek the Lord in our disappointment. And there's way, way, way more than that, but that's kind of where we landed today. So just to kind of frame where I'm coming from personally, man, parenting. Any other moms out there? <laughs> and even if you don't have kids, relationships, that can be challenging. Oftentimes it's relationships that lead us to disappointment. Okay, light on your toes. Continuing to be grateful for a body that can move here. The sweat is dripping, you guys. Just is. Usually I have a fan blowing on me, but to get the best sound quality, I sacrifice the fan for you guys. <laughs> oh. So parenting, like I said, has been one of the biggest challenges. Of course, one of the biggest blessings. I have two boys who are strong-willed and spirited and fun and loud and crazy, and they really love Jesus. But one of my sons in particular, his personality has been really, really challenging for me over the years. And even though I love him with all my heart and I see the good and I see what God is doing in his life, the Lord has really brought to light the fact that I'm really, really disappointed. And it, just even, it sounds yucky to even say, but I'm disappointed in his personality. <laughs> disappointed that he doesn't do things or say things or act the way that I wish he would. And that has led me to be extra critical. That has led me to have expectations that aren't realistic. It has led me to comparison. And then I feel bad for having these thoughts, right? The shame. It's kind of that shame blame cycle we talk about sometimes. Like I said, I'm just being honest. I'm working through this. <laughs> But some new situations have happened in our life, which has caused me to compare my son to other people who are more mature. And I want that desperately for him. And when I don't see that lived out in his life, I get really frustrated. And I'm dealing with my expectation of reality. And of course, having standards for behavior and obedience and all those things but also trusting that the Lord has given my son his personality, his character, his gifts for a reason. So that's a little bit of the framework where my brain is now. And I would love for you to think of, again, one area in life that you are holding on to disappointment. And I don't think I even named that this was a disappointment until just recently. When things don't go the way we think they should, where we try so hard for a certain outcome and we don't get it. We're trying to control what happens instead of trusting in God's plan. So how do we seek the Lord in our disappointment? Number one, 
trust in God's plan. Shoo! Trust in his plan. Believe his promises. Trust in his ways. This is Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. It says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Can we trust that God's plan are far beyond anything we can imagine? Far beyond any outcome that we think we should control. His ways are higher and his thoughts are higher than my finite thoughts as a human. And that is so hard, so hard to trust. And like I mentioned before, I'm going to just, I'm pulling some of God's promises from scripture. So we're going to move through a few scriptures today. And I just ask the Lord which ones really resonate with you. Where is he really having your heart and your mind land today as we walk through some of these scriptures? Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It doesn't fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Can my confidence come from the Lord and not the outcome of my situation? When our expectations are crushed, when things don't go how we want, we can still thrive because we're planted by the living water. My circumstances, my situations can be hard. My expectations probably won't be met but I can still thrive because my source is Jesus, the hope we have in him. You guys, there are so many Bible verses on the hope we have in Jesus and his plan and trusting him. I'm gonna share one more that you're probably familiar with. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. To give you a hope and a future. That's who God is. He wants to give us a hope and a future. So right now, declare with your body as you're moving where your hope comes. Tell him that you believe in his promises. Take a minute or two to stay in this steady state of endurance. Maybe lifting your arms in worship, maybe using your mouth. Without your love
being uncomfortable. It's finding that place in life <laughs> where we can follow the Lord in obedience, getting out of our comfort zone, being willing to say yes, even when our expectations aren't met, even when things around us aren't going as we think they should. Okay, number two, how do we trust the Lord in our disappointment? What do we do with it? Grieve, grieve, feel your feelings, acknowledge the disappointment, bring it to the Lord, put a voice to it. I am someone who likes to stuff. I like to stuff, I like to ignore, I like to move on, I like to keep distracting myself. <laughs> I minimize my disappointments. And I've realized by doing that, eventually they're going to come to the surface full force. So in those places, can we grieve? Can we lament? Can we bring it before the Lord? Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. You guys, I feel, sometimes I feel dumb even saying, gosh, I'm disappointed in how my kid has turned out. It feels so selfish. It feels so shallow compared to other people's disappointments. But he cares. He wants to know it all. He wants to meet us in those places as we mourn and grieve and lament and wrestle with him. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He'll meet all our needs, but we have to bring them to the Lord. We have to be willing to get down and dirty and name those things that we're disappointed in, even if they feel stupid because he will be near to us in our brokenness. He will meet all of our needs according to the riches and glory in Jesus Christ, not according to what we think should happen or making our lives comfortable or stable or without worry, but God will meet all of our needs according to his purposes. So friends, what do you need to grieve today? What disappointment have you been shoving down? Maybe what really big thing do you need to just wrestle with the Lord and feel it? Because he cares. Take a little time here as you're moving. Well as strong and use my I think a lot of my my tears and my tenderness this week have been from 
not allowing myself to grieve. Not really allowing myself to dig deep into what's going on in my own heart when it comes to some of the disappointments I'm facing. And like I said, of course, my the example I shared is just one of many, one of many disappointments. I have family members who have fallen from the Lord. I have a mom who is super sick with Parkinson's. There's so many other places of disappointment that I know we all, we could name countless. But the third way to get with the Lord in our disappointment, and this is not surprising, <laughs> but it's to pray, to pray. And yes, grief is part of that as we bring it before the Lord, but the Lord even reminded me more to repent, to repent. I was um, walking through the house yesterday and I just felt this, this draw to pray for my boys. They're sharing a room right now and I went in and just even thinking of preparing for what I was gonna share here. But I had to repent for some of the disappointment I've been feeling. <laughs> to confess that I think my ways are better than his. That to, to confess that some of my expectations aren't really from the Lord, they're just selfish desires because I want my life to be more comfortable and easier. I had to repent that I was trying to control things because that leads to exhaustion. I literally sat down on the floor and was weeping. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the expectations I have and for the disappointments I carry. Not for those feelings, not for the situations, but for those places. I'm taking my eyes off of you and putting them on my disappointment and making those an idol. to move steady get slightly uncomfortable five to seven on that one to ten scale keep using your breath Psalm 118 5 through 6 I love this verse it said when hard pressed I cried to the Lord he brought me into a spacious place can you just open your arms wide brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? When we cry to the Lord, he hears our cries. When we repent, when we grieve, he brings us into a spacious place. We can lift our arms and say, God, I trust you. God, my hope is in you. God, I don't have to be afraid. 
What can this world do to me? So right now, where do you need to repent of disappointment? Again, not for the not for the feelings of disappointment or the situations, but for how you've handled it. Maybe it's led to bitterness. Maybe it's led to frustration with relationships and cutting relationships off. Maybe it's, and I'm just thinking from experience here, maybe it's you're becoming nagging or frustrated or unrealistic expectations that no one can ever meet. Where do you need to repent? Cry to the Lord, open your arms to God. I want to live in your spacious place of grace and mercy and goodness in a holy expectation of the hope that comes from you. And I just want to say shame off you. I can carry a lot of shame for not doing it right. But God is wrapping his arms around us and saying, you are forgiven and free. Keep going. Keep going. What's the next right thing? Where do you need to ask for forgiveness? Where do you need to get into scripture and trust my word? Philippians 1.6 says being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus he will carry it on to completion it's <laughs> one of my dad's favorite verses I always remember that life is an endurance run race walk elliptical whatever you're doing it just is and you stay in it. With an expectant heart. Knowing that yes, disappointment will come. But we know the King who has overcome everything. So the last way to deal with our disappointment. Worship. Worship. Psalm 34.1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'll bless him at all times. I will. I'll bless him in the hard. I'll bless him in the struggle. I'll praise him when things are looking good. This praise will ever be on my lips, continually be in my mouth. And sometimes blessing the Lord is the most authentic. In fact, I would say it, it's always the most authentic when we can do it in the midst of the mess and the struggle and when we don't have it figured out and we're walking through something, we don't yet see what it's gonna look like on the other side. Bless the Lord at all times. Praise Him right now as you're moving 
We've got a few more minutes until we start to cool down. Maybe you need to pick up the pace just slightly because you can, because you're holding back. Or maybe you are pushing yourself too much and God is saying, slow down. Slow down, friend, trust me. Pay attention is God asking you pick up the pace just a little bit for these last two, three minutes. Is he asking you to pull it back? Maybe he's asking you to stop and just praise him a little longer. You guys, that is why these revving the words are so powerful. We're worshiping with our whole bodies. Every time I do a revving the word, I cry. I'm just saying, every time. And leading a rubbing of the word for my first time did not disappoint. There's something about moving our bodies, getting to this vulnerable, uncomfortable, messy, sweaty, gross place where God really shows up and speaks. And I think that's true of life too. When we get to these messy, vulnerable, uncomfortable, yucky places, if we allow him, he is going to step in and he's going to speak and he is going to do powerful things. Do you trust him? Maybe right now you just say, yes, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I trust you in my disappointment. I trust your plan. I trust the hope I have in you. 
I trust you, God. Maybe start slowing it down a little bit. Slow down your pace. Slow down your legs. If you're not already, maybe come to a walk. Decrease the resistance, whatever you're doing. And worship. Worship him. Again, maybe you reach your arms out wide. You're in that spacious place with your arms wide open, surrendering. Thank God I trust you. I might feel disappointed. I might feel broken, but I trust you. God, we are so, so thankful for your word. We are thankful for the hope we have in you. We thank you that our disappointments aren't in vain, God, because you are making something beautiful in our hearts. Help us to release those things we're holding on to. Help us to grieve and repent the disappointments that have become idols in our lives, God. Your promises are true. Your promises are good. God. We trust you. Amen.